Welcome back to Meditate with Samara. Today I'm so excited to introduce to you someone very special to me. She is my best friend, Anita Lugiman, and I am so excited to have her here because she is such an interesting and amazing person. She's 27 years old. She's a last year dental student in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, where she has lived there for eight years. And what inspires me so much about her is a lot of her willingness and lovingness and interest towards living sustainably. And that is why I'm so happy to have her here so she can inspire you with what she likes within the sustainability area. So welcome, Anita. Hello. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. This is my first podcast ever. And especially it's with you, you know, it makes it more special. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy you're here because the past few months when we were both living in Amsterdam, we got to spend a lot of time with each other. And I also visited your house and I recognized that you have a lot of do-it-yourself products and then you do a lot of recycling. And for me, it's amazing because I have not been in that circle of friends uh, who is very aware with the environment. Me, myself, I'm still very new. And um, just living in Amsterdam, there was so much more interest and understanding and awareness towards sustainable compared to where I'm from originally in Jakarta. So we'd love to touch on that too today. Yes, very excited to be here and to talk about the sustainability with you. So yeah, maybe I can introduce a little bit how I met you and Samara through her mom. She's a very loving uh, woman, actually. We met uh, because uh, actually there we missed a bus station together <laughs> and then we went back <laughs> with the same bus and suddenly she asked me where I'm from. And I told her, yeah, I'm from Indonesia. I study here. And she started to show me, you know, a lot of pictures about her family and stuff. <laughs> and also the cat, the lovely cat. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe one day I could meet your daughter, you know. And that's why, um, yeah, she kind of introduced me to you. And I also sent you a message one day, I think, in somewhere in October. And we, finally, <laughs> <laughs> and we finally met in, I think, around March, right? Yeah. April. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. For your information, she has been my inspiration as well to do more yoga, to do more of the mindfulness, to chase after my dreams, even though it's like the little dreams, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm so. very happy to know you, Samara. Thank Such you. Such a wonderful experience. Yep. That means a lot for me coming from you. Thank you. So circling back to um, our topic of today's podcast, I am really interested for you to share to our listeners, what is your first um, experience that lightened up your interest to sustainability? Can you please share a little bit about that? Okay, of course. First of all, I grew up also in Jakarta, of course. 
and you know i kind of grew up with a lot of plastic use around me so basically every time we go grocery shopping for example we just use a lot of plastic around us right to wrap things or just to you know just to carry it and that kind of form like a i don't know default setting for me to just use plastic uh, and it just became normal for me to use plastic that way and suddenly when i moved here i know that they they have been more aware about the plastic use for example in 2016 i think yeah 2016 uh, they banned the um, plastic use for the shop the shopping bag you know uh, no they don't ban sorry they um, it's not free anymore they have to pay like 25 cents for it and I think one of the first exposures for me is in around 2015 when I, I was dating with someone and he mentioned that he doesn't eat a lot of meat anymore. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I was like, what, why? <laughs> meat? meat is just like, <laughs> it's just what I daily eat. It's just very good, you know? And yeah. starting from there, um, well, did, we didn't go for a second date, but <laughs> of course you can learn a lot of things from other people, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of snowballed into this, okay, why why doesn't he eat a lot of meat? And he also mentioned um, the documentary that he, uh, he watched, it's called Cospiracy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of made me, you know, be more critical about everything that I that I do actually in my daily life. So about my meat consumption and stuff like that. So slowly it kind of snowballed into this, you know, other documentaries and other books as well. And if you guys are interested also about the fast fashion, for example, there's this documentary called The True Cost, or uh, if you're interested about minimalism, the minimalism documentary is also very uh, nice documentary. And uh, also some books. And then I read some books, of course, by Marie Kondo, (laughs) the queen of the clustering. (laughs) And this book called Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki. I think those are my first exposures, let's say, into this topic. Yeah. Yeah. So much for sharing. You know what really inspires me is that once you get that information, you learn Mm -hmm. slowly and start changing your lifestyle. And I think that's one of the things that I'd like to talk about next as well, because, for example, I've also read and seen some of these documentaries and for that moment I felt inspired and then I might change my lifestyle for a bit but then at one point I was like oh is this even um, worth the long run or is it making any difference or for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um, my lifestyle change was not sustainable like it doesn't change for a long time and um, to hear that that these documentaries that is widely available for everyone to see and watch Um, and you change your your lifestyle slowly and that's amazing yeah Yeah, I think it all starts from yourself so it all starts within and after that you start to you know pick up okay where can I make like these little changes for example and slowly you will realize that it will 
be something bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah. Okay. Very I nice I think to watch documentaries. Yeah, I think I will try to watch one of your recommendations after this call. <laughs> of course. And I'm also wondering just to to set the the theme for this this podcast, how mm-hmm. Anita um define sustainability for our listeners? Yeah, so uh the word itself from sustain, right? To sustain. So you want to make sure that your lifestyle leads to like less damage to the earth and so that it becomes, you know, more of like investment for the next generation. And this leads to, you know, the fact that, okay, they will have enough natural resource in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have to admit that I still learn myself as well. Um, living a zero waste life is for me impossible at the moment. So, for example, every time I go to the you know the supermarkets and I want to buy like uh, some specific stuff, and there's sometimes you can just find that item with the plastic packaging. So you cannot find any other alternative. So you know you can you cannot do anything else. You can just buy it. So like zero zero waste is like very very difficult so for me i would rather call it low waste life let's say lifestyle yeah Yeah. i think it's really important to to shift that mindset um especially what you just said earlier about it's the little things and then it will grow bigger and when you shift it to more of a low waste and and just trying your best and and i think that's really inspiring that I would really like to try to follow. So, you know, the little efforts that will eventually snowball into this. Yeah, yeah big change, actually. Yeah, uh, I really believe in that truth. I think one of the big changes, if you do small things every day, rather than yeah. a huge thing, one day like me when I try to declutter Marie Kondo and then I... Yeah, so I'm actually really interested as well because um, to understand more of your different activities related to sustainability and why I ask this is because I know some um, that I've observed from your house and from your Instagram and all your different accounts that I would love to talk about later too. Um what what are the different things that you do on a daily basis or as projects related to sustainability? Okay, so basically I try to implement the sustainability in almost every aspect of my life where I can. Um, in my kitchen, for example, I've been collecting the mason jars. So, you know, every time you buy the sauce, you get this glass jar. And... Whenever it's finished, I try to not get rid of it directly. So I would just, you know, clean it and soak it into the hot water and with the soap to get rid of the stickers, let's say. And actually, you can reuse it. Like now I've, I already have, I think, around 10, but I think that's my max. So I wouldn't go more than 10. <laughs> uh, I keep it and... Uh, Whenever I have leftover, for example, 
I don't know, I make ginger tea and then, you know, you still have this big chunk of ginger that you normally would just wrap it with. I would, I, I used to wrap it with plastic wrap before, but now I just put it in the glass jar and then close it and then put it in the fridge. As simple as that, you know. Uh, also, I've been using what I call, uh, yeah, I call it food hugger, but I don't know if it's <laughs> the right term, but basically it's this small, um, yeah, how do you call that? Like a small uh, bowl, uh -huh. let's say. Okay. That you can just put it, for example, if you have, uh, if you cut a lemon in half mm -hmm. and you don't use the, the other half, you can just put that thing, the hugger. So basically it's elastic one, it's from huh. rubber. So it's something to basically kiss the leftover. <laughs> wow. I, I yeah. don't know. These are like authentic products. I wonder if they have it in Indonesia or just in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands. But yeah, I wonder I wonder if they have it too in Indonesia. But here it's been getting more popular, let's say. So basically, if you cut your food in half, for example, lemon or tomato or something like that, if you put it just like that in the fridge, it will get dry, you mm. know, the bottom part. Mm -hmm. uh, the upper part sorry so what you want to do is you want to cover that part to make it more yeah to make it last longer let's say yeah it makes a lot of sense because yeah I sometimes either leave it or put some plastic on it and yeah that's like single-use plastic and we really should try to avoid that okay yeah cool so those are the two things I do in the kitchen and also yeah be mindful about my own purchase mm -hmm. um like food purchase so just take what whatever i need so i do meal plan for example and then i just list all the ingredients i need mm -hmm. so that before i go to the supermarket i know exactly what to buy okay mm -hmm. this this is don't buy you know <laughs> like <laughs> don't buy excessive amount of tomato or something like that just two or three yeah like that uh that's for the kitchen and uh for the recycling i also separate the you know for the plastic and for the paper and i think that's quite common thing to do um i don't know how about indonesia do do you guys have right now like a separate container like a big container so i can only for the area which I live in because maybe there are better recyclings uh, in other mm -hmm. places but right now there's only like one bin in front of my house and within my house we have two separate bins one is for food waste and one is for everything else so more compostable with uncompostable that's how we we separate it but sometimes I still find someone putting a food in the non-recycling uh, one am I saying that correct yeah. So they're still mixing the two bins together. And I feel like that's still not the best way to do it because we, we've had this conversation that there's this concern if we don't put it apart, it's all mm -hmm. to go to the same place anyway in the end of the, what do you call it? The landfill? The landfill, correct. Thank you for helping me out with that. <laughs> the <laughs> landfill. But, but apparently when we did a little bit more study online is that if the plastic is not together with all the food waste you can still recycle it better even when it's already in the landfill even in Japan yeah. so um, we try to we try our best but I think the Netherlands does it better yeah I think 
think um you know whenever i go to someone's houses here uh it's quite common to see that separation but uh i remember i was in indonesia i think uh yeah i think i saw like some you know the separate bins mm-hmm. for like plastic but um i wonder if they really use it mm-hmm. like regularly you know if they really um let's say um recycle everything yeah i put it wrong yeah i think i think in um shopping malls and um like public areas they do have these separate bins and then they color code it or they put a picture to make it easier but i am not sure how compliant everyone is with that you know Mm -hmm. if you are not educated with the the reason or the purpose why you have to do that or you don't see the end effect or not think about the end effect you can still just put it everywhere and i think um in other cities that rather than jakarta maybe that still is the case but honestly i'm yeah. not sure yeah and it's interesting to see like the difference about you know uh among the countries i think mm-hmm. and i think in indonesia it's slowly getting better and better i think in bali it's already completely banned right the single use plastic that's what i've heard yeah in jakarta and recently i went to the shopping uh, oh, recently the market yeah and then they don't sell any more of those plastic single use yeah okay that's a great thing so do you like do they really uh, so they don't sell it anymore or you have to uh, buy it I don't think they sell it anymore. Okay, okay, that's good. So people bring their own shopping bag. Yeah, or they yeah. Sell, they sell um the non-plastic shopping bags. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a great. That's actually great though. Yeah, I think yeah. it will, will mean a lot. Okay. Um yeah, so back to my uh activities. So, oh yeah, the shopping uh i try to be mindful about the plastic packaging you know mm-hmm. and as uh, we mentioned before like bring my own bags and sometimes when i when i remember to bring it i bring the mesh or the net bags you know for the fruits and mm-hmm. for the veggies mm-hmm. so uh, have you have you ever seen those kind of bags i've seen it in the netherlands yeah 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 so they also sell it in albertine um big supermarkets i think so uh, instead of the plastic um bag that you would use for you know for example you want to buy tomatoes and you just put all the tomatoes there and then you just wait it um instead of using that plastic one you can just use this bag that you bring to just you know put the tomatoes there and then you can just uh use everything so together with the mesh bag and then you can just wait those everything let's say yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that and i try to shop as much as possible at the market oh that's really so yes so basically at the market you can just you know they would just put all the mangoes like that mm-hmm. and uh, compared to the supermarket they sometimes still do the plastic packaging you know for the freshness of the uh, product and stuff like that so whenever i go to the market i try to look up for the things or the products without plastic 
So mango, I would just buy it like like that. So naked one <laughs> without packaging. So yeah, that's for the shopping area. And oh yeah, for the skincare, uh, I've been making a lot of DIY skincare uh, products myself. And I think you also heard, and I also show you a couple of times, right? Mm -hmm. But it. Um, so my goal is that I try to be less and less dependent to the, you know, commercial or um, I used to use a lot of Korean skincare products. Um, but right now I try to make my own toner, my own face wash. And I recently tried to do oil cleansing as well. Uh, oil serum and, you know, a couple of things. <laughs> At first, my skin needs, still needs time to adjust, but right now it's been showing improvements, to be honest. I think they, I think the products, it, like all the products I've tried that I make myself, they slowly match to my skin mm -hmm. better than before. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just saying, I guess it makes you feel happier too when you create your own products and you know it's sustainable for the environment and also for for your lifestyle and it's good for your skin how do you feel about that you know there's this fulfillment i cannot explain when you know all the ingredients that you put for your body when you know that you know it's completely safe for you and when you know, okay, I don't buy, I don't get the plastic packaging anymore. So what I do is I had this like pumping bottle. It's actually for hand soap. But then when you press it, you get this foamy texture mm -hmm. of the soap. Yeah. So of course I was like, wow, this is like, <laughs> this is magic, right? Uh, so I, I kept that bottle. And I reuse that for my uh, foaming face wash. Mm. So I look up recipe online and then I, yeah, I just follow the recipe. And actually it worked really well with mm. my skin. Yeah, it worked really well. Yeah, so the DIY stuff. And I've been also using this reusable cotton pads. Oh. I don't know if you heard about that. So basically, it's, you know, like the cotton pads that we normally use to remove makeup and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so this one is actually, you can just wash it. Mm -hmm. Like how many times you want. Yeah, if you want, I can show you later. But this is just like the, they make, they made it out of cotton. And uh, you can, yeah, you can use it. And after that, you can just put it in hot water and you can just wash it by hands or by machine, whatever you want. But you can just reuse it. It's very, it's very nice. And, you know, because um, I used to use a lot of cotton pads to just remove everything on my face. But then because of all of these exposures in my life, I think, I start to think critically about everything. So after using that cotton pad, I was like, yeah, but this cotton pads, I've been, this is like single use, you know, and what can I do to reduce this use mm -hmm. specifically here? Mm -hmm. So uh, I look up online and actually they, they really, they have this cotton pads, reusable one. So it's very if you want i can show you later yes it's yes. also a very good idea yeah okay. to use um 
you know, your daily waste. Yeah, what I love is when I'm hearing all of this, I feel like there is so many different areas in our life. And if we have a willingness to think critically, we mm-hmm. can be proactive and be creative and find resources online to see what's a better way and a more sustainable way doing that activity and using these products. So I'm just really proud of you. It's so inspiring. Uh, <laughs> thank you too for having me here though. It's really nice to talk about all of these things I've been, you know, trying to do, like all these little efforts I do to make, yeah, to make this world a better place, I think. Um, okay, so the reusable cotton pads and I had, I have to admit, I had a lot of shampoo bottles uh soap you know the shower gel with all of these different bottles so i finished them all i've been using them all and right now i only have two bars in my in my uh bathroom actually one is for shower so it's just like the soap bar and the second one is my shampoo bar yeah i used to have like a lot of different you know, with girls, it's like, it's very common to have like different kinds of fragrance, you know. So that day I thought, hmm, I look around me and I was like, yeah, I ha- I really have a lot of shampoo bottles and soap bottles. Why can't it just be at least one? Why do I, why do I need them all? You know what I mean? And then uh, I start to think more critically about that, about what is enough for me? And then I figure out, oh, I only need one soap and one shampoo and probably one conditioner as well. But I haven't found the right one, the right shampoo, uh, conditioner bar for my hair. So right now I'm only, use, I'm only using these two. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it was quite big milestone for me to be able to get rid of the all the plastic bottles in my bathroom and just to compact them all to these two items and i don't know it makes me so much happier to to see only these two things that i need that i truly need so that's for the skincare oh yeah and recently i've also been making this coffee scrub that actually I've been collecting from work. Mm. Um, so, oh yeah, maybe it's also nice to mention that I work in the in a coffee shop in Amsterdam. Like the actual like, coffee shop where you the actual coffee, coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> where they sell coffee. And uh, so basically the machine makes espresso and stuff like that. And you will get this coffee ground uh, at the end. So... What I do is I collect the coffee grounds, not much, maybe just like a little in a little cup, you know, and I bring it home and I mix it with coconut oil mm. and with jojoba oil. I don't know how to pronounce that one. I don't know if it's jojoba or dijoba or mm. it's that one. You know what I mean, right? Mm. Uh, I mix that and uh, I use it as a body scrub. Mm. That sounds really relaxing to do. Yeah. yeah, it's actually because you want to peel off the outer layer on your skin mm-hmm. to to make it, yeah, more fresh, let's say. Yeah. And 
I've also been thinking about how can I reduce waste at work. Mm -hmm. So that's I, I was thinking, yeah, maybe that's also a way to reduce, you know, the coffee waste that we've been doing. So I collect some coffee grounds and reuse it as my, you know, as my scrub. Yeah, I love the creative idea to um, reuse or repurpose waste and then try to use it into something that can make you feel better. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, that's completely like 100% natural. So you don't have to worry about the other ingredients that might be harmful for your skin, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, been doing that. And uh, yeah, that's for skincare and for fashion. I haven't shopped or like for the new stuff for ages, Amara, really. <laughs> I think the last time I bought something like new uh, and from the shop is for my, so it's it has to be very specific, right? So uh, for work, for my other work at clinic, I need this pants, this white pants. But of course, my size, they never have like, like a really good, like a really nice one. So I need to buy it from H&M, for example. For my daily, you know, for my daily clothing, I think the last time I bought something online for, for my own fashion, let's say, is I think around a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's about a year ago. And what I've been doing is before Corona, I went to some fashion. Yeah, it's called clothing swap events. Okay. So basically what you do is that you bring your stuff you, that you don't use anymore. At that time, it was maximum seven items mm -hmm. that you could bring. So uh, you go there and then you will get this kind of like tokens. With those tokens, you can just exchange for other clothing. So you go there, they have like this big room with a lot of clothing, right? And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's a really good idea to, you know, give second life to your to your stuff. Maybe other people can use it better than you. Maybe mm -hmm. you you just use that item for the sake of, you know, oh okay, it, it was in or it was trendy and then you never use it again. And while some people can use it, maybe they really, really love that item. And yeah, I think that's a really good idea to, yeah, you know, give stuff second life. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I think what's inspiring um, to see during my time in Amsterdam was that they really care about the sustainability of clothes in a way yeah. that there are bins by the street where you can put your, your clothes so they can recycle it or sell it um, to other places. Or there's also a lot of shops for secondhand clothes, antiques and stuff. And I don't see many of those in Indonesia. Maybe some events that are from um, celebrities selling their clothes and stuff like that for, for charity but it's not the norm and it's not the constant and maybe there are shops but it's everywhere in the netherlands mm. to, to see these yeah. the second hand shops and it's actually really nice <laughs> so that's so inspiring yeah yeah actually i think it's a quite common thing to thrift here in the netherlands 
in Indonesia, I see it less often than here, I think. But I think it's, I think, when, when, when did I see it? Yeah, I think it's also one of the celebrities that she did this kind of, okay, uh, thrifting my stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it would be very nice if in Indonesia we can also implement this, you know, this system to reuse, repurpose. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there are already companies that we will check out if they already do it in Indonesia. There must be something. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, maybe we can do it next. <laughs> maybe inspire idea for a business. Yeah, maybe we can make it as the, you know one of the one of our projects yeah. in the future. And this is also something interesting. I really like to mention about the ethical pyramid. Maybe later you can capture it for the information. Yeah. So we have like this kind of pyramid of the ethical closet. The really first, like the first step that you can do is to value and take good care of the clothes that you already own. So sometimes you think about you want to make big change, but you don't know where to start. I would say, like after you know seeing this pyramid, that you don't have to go like all the way to make big change, like to go directly there. But I would say like make small step as we mentioned before. So yeah, first is uh, to value and take good care of the clothes you already own. And after that, you can shop less and choose better and buy only pieces that you love 100%. And that's what I do right now is I actually, if it doesn't fit me 100%, it doesn't fit me very well, I wouldn't choose for it, let's say. So it has to be like 100%, 100%. A lot of stuff I own, I've used it for so many times, Samara. Like I have one t-shirt that I've been using for years, but maybe people would think, you know, if you have one t-shirt that you would use like constantly, maybe you would think like, oh, would people notice me wearing this again, like over and over again? Basically, I think people just won't care about it. They would notice, I think. Like, some people, like, maybe one out of ten would tell you, like, hey, this is your, you know, favorite t-shirt. I used it over and over. But I don't think they care that much, you know. So, yeah, the stuff I own right now is the stuff I totally love. And I would just use it, I think, in in years. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a pants that I, you know, I've been having for five years, I think, six years. Okay, so, and then um, if you want to, if you want to go better again, <laughs> and then you can go for clothes that are high quality and durable. So choose for, for example, a better quality of cotton. I normally go to the, to a linen uh, material. <laughs> so. If it's summer, then it's very nice to have this linen material because it's very breathable. And what else? Oh, yeah. And if you want to improve again, you can buy vintage or secondhand. Mm -hmm. And um, last one on the pyramid is to support the ethical brands. But this is a, I would say this is a tricky one because sometimes the ethical brands, they also, you know, uh, the price is also very high, so it's um, yeah, 
you that's have to see which one fits. Yeah, 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 true. That's the top. Uh, you have to see which one fits you the best at the moment. But I would say if you just take the first step, the you know the value, and take good care of the clothes you already own. That's actually already a really good step to take. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this um, five-step pyramid towards an ethical closet. I think it's very important, especially um, a lot of trends here in Indonesia is to have like fast fashion. I think that's yes. one of the the terms they call it, and it is also because like delivering stuff is quite easy and and prices mm. are, are cheaper. So this can open our eyes this really nice information that you give for us to reevaluate how we are um, taking care of our closet and our clothes and and I, I believe that if we do follow these steps it will make us happier or more joyful you know and and I yeah. actually touch on a bit on minimalism because when I hear your story and your experience especially with the shampoo bar and the so far, I feel like it's such an inspiring thing um, that you chose a more minimalistic lifestyle. Um, how would you say it has impacted you to be more minimalistic in, tour, in your feelings? One thing, like one activity, for example, after I do one activity, okay, I don't use this plastic packaging anymore or that plastic packaging anymore. I try to you know, keep that in mind to always be critical about everything. And I think that leads me slowly into my my own definition of enough. I try to assess also every time what is for me enough. And I think a couple of times I really find it difficult, you know, because you don't know the answer yet. What is enough for you? It's like a very vague term, right? So but all this time I've been assessing it about my own definition of enough. I think I slowly understand that I don't need much to be satisfied about a couple of things. And, and it leads me to like more happiness because I know what's enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I wouldn't need more of these things, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. It's like this. I cannot really explain it well, but it's something that I've been striving for to know what is enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I think once I slowly reach my <laughs> true definition of enough, then I will, you know, be more happy. I think it's a very difficult thing to explain, but I want to know what is enough for me truly yeah and i think in that process i don't know i slowly find enjoyment in the little things in my little own definition of enough you know what i mean really inspiring even though maybe you think it's simple or or hard to explain but i genuinely the more important things are the simple things like you yes taking a step back and redefining oh is this enough for me or just being consciously and being mindful and asking that and it's it's something similar to this concept of having more doesn't make you any happier like consumerism doesn't make you happier or getting more income doesn't make you 
much happier until a certain point you're you're the yes. same with before so it's quite similar with also maybe owning products and having things around you so it's very interesting thank you for sharing yeah. that it's also i re- also recently uh rereading my book goodbye things by Sasek, and he also mentioned something similar about that so basically a thousand euro ring won't bring you more happiness instead of than the 500 euro one right there's this limit of happiness that we can reach something like that yeah so yeah thank you for sharing that as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's it's really interesting and inspiring so um, a lot of these things that you do, you also have an Instagram account called at Rumah Cello, is that correct? And yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're sharing here. I will also put it in the description for other people to, to yeah, see. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. So actually, I made this account around two years ago. Um when you know i start to think okay maybe i could share to people about all these little tips you know organization tips i love organizing by the way um and you know i've never really promoted that account for some reason i think it started to be like something very small something i know oh okay maybe it will make just a little difference you know i don't think that as something i would promote but then slowly um i share you know a lot of recipes also a lot of different things about sustainability i'm also very interested in interior design so (laughs) so i really really like to design my home but then i do it like every two months or something i just rearrange everything you know you sound like my You guys, we discuss all the rearranging of your house every few months. Every month, I think I do that. I do it very regularly, though. So I would just put the lamp there, and how about put the lamp there? The next month is already like you know in the other corner. (laughs) So yeah, my interest is also interior design and minimalism. So if you want to have a look, it's uh, Rumashello, R-U-M-A-H-C-H-E-L-L-O. I would share DIY recipes for like skincare, organization tips, and yeah, you will see when you click it. <laughs> the link and the name of the Instagram account at Rumashello in the description of this podcast. Also something yes. to be interesting for our listeners is where is the source of inspiration online that other people can look for example minimalism sustainability or specifically do-it-yourself items um yes so i have a lot of a couple of things here for you guys uh maybe if you like to hear podcasts you know on your way uh there are two uh like channels that you can follow it's called the sustainable minimalist podcast that's the first one i think you can find it on spotify or i don't know with apple if you can find it there but i think so i guess so too yeah and the second one is called the good together podcast i've been following this youtube channels as well the first one is madeline olivia the second one is pick up limes 
and they really talk also about the veganism and stuff like that so if you're interested you can maybe follow them and also simply by christine if you are interested in minimalism life also diy natural channel is a very good one if you want to find recipes for uh, skincare also for a specific ingredient and it's if you want to look for the scientific papers you can also use pubmed i think you are also uh, it's also quite common right to use um to just search for example if you want to use lavender oil mm-hmm. i would just mention something randomly right lavender oil and then you can just uh, look up for lavender oil there and you can just see okay has it been tested clinically i don't know stuff like that um yeah and for the stores here i would normally uh, go to holland and barrett and also deal and camille shop but i would like to know also if there are stuff there are maybe stores like this in indonesia i view um one of the the inspiring stores it's called um the bugstore.com or just the bugstore um yeah. and the concept is where you can purchase food in bulk and then you can either yeah. bring your own container or they provide for you and i think it's one way towards not having a lot of single use plastics that's already provided in usual supermarkets and then collected in pretty mason jars like like what you do yeah <laughs> but it's a really nice thing to, that the call is called the bulk store i think so i will look it up and put it in the description just to be sure yeah it's a very nice because you can just bring your own packaging and then you can just go there. Oh, I would love that. Just to, you know, pick stuff that you want into yeah. your main jar. You can just put there. Uh, yeah, very nice. Okay. Uh, are there an, any more um, interesting resources that people can can look into or is that everything? Um. Oh, there are also some Instagram accounts. Well, I think, um, yes, some Instagram accounts like at Zero Waste Collective, for example, mm-hmm. or at Zero Waste Inspo, or at Sustain Yourself. I think you can just put everything like in the description later, maybe. Okay. For the listener. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And they have they post like lots lots of you know tips and tricks mm-hmm. about the sustainable life mm-hmm. and yeah and also some books maybe mm-hmm. if you are interested about minimalism mm-hmm. um but this is uh, this is another topic but it has relation a bit of connection to this right it's the goodbye things by fumio sasaki awesome. yeah thank you so much it's just yeah i'm so proud and so happy to be talking to you and hear a lot of this inspiration and really discussing it in detail because when we talk we talk bits and pieces during our conversation but to really deep dive into this lifestyle of yours that i think people should strive to start to follow and i hope they are inspired when listening to this episode with you anita and yeah i hope yeah me too and uh before we finish um 
conversing about this. I would love to to hear from you if you have any last words or um, guides and tips for our listeners when they want to start their sustainability journey or to be even more sustainable in hopes that they can feel better and be more happier. Yeah, okay. Um, and I forgot to mention before about where you can find more inspiration. So basically, if you guys uh, are a member of Skillshare, it's an online platform where you can just learn everything. I'm not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> uh, on Skillshare, you can just find everything, ranging from photography, um, culinary, um, lifestyle. And I learned some DIY soap recipe from Skillshare, for example. So if you are a member of Skillshare, you can just type DIY skincare or cleaning products, you know, DIY cleaning products. And you will just, you know, um, it will show you like some channels that you can follow for that. Maybe some, some more inspirations. Thank you. Yeah. And you asked me also about the tips, right? Yeah. So I would say that the goal is not doing everything perfectly and to go completely plastic free in like, you know, the next day, but trying to do better every day. Um, I have a quote here from James Clear, the author of The Atomic Habits. I think you already read that book, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't, but I, I think it's in my uh, reading list. If you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you are done. So that's truly also like a wake up call for me. Like it doesn't matter if you do something like really slowly, but as long as it's consistent, mm -hmm. you know, each day you do that. Second day you do that again, 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 and over again. So yeah, that's uh, really nice. That that quote, I will just put it in my head. It will stay there yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, keep challenging your, your purchases and yeah, your lifestyle choices, basically. And ask yourself, does this behavior support my values um, concerning the environment? Mm. Um, and be patient with yourself, of course. You cannot do everything perfectly. So if you are suffering, please don't suffer. Just, you know, to um, avoid that single plastic use that you would just bring everything <laughs> by having this. <laughs> please, don't. If, you, yeah, if you forget your bag, it's fine. Just get for one time or for two times your plastic bag it's fine uh, and you know trust the process everything will will go slowly into places maybe you won't reduce your plastic as much you know right now right now but maybe after a month you will see the difference and small tasks add up to big change that's what we need to keep in mind yes for sure those are simple truths to always keep in mind and and guide our values thank you so much anita for your time thank you so much samara as well <laughs> thank you for sharing your journey it's been so lovely and it's hopeful for 
me and I hope also for our listeners to find some inspirations from your lifestyles or the resources that you have kindly shared with us to further look at after listening to this podcast. And I love sharing this. Yeah. Hmm? I love sharing this with you. Hmm. Because sometimes I keep it like for myself and I don't know how to share it with everywhere everyone around me you know what I mean so I think this is also like a learning process for me to be able to you know just be open and share my interests yeah to other people yeah very happy to hear really I I guess sharing is caring right Hello? Yes. Nanti di-cut bagian itu. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. Anyway, we're good again, I hope. Okay, yes. so uh, aku, nanti aku cut, plus aku lanjutin the end of this. Okay. 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 Yes. Cool. So thank you so much, Anita, for everything. Thank you for your time. And thank you so much for our listeners who have been following this podcast and please kindly follow if you haven't on spotify on subscribe on apple Podcasts, and share this um, positive news and message to your friends and family and i hope that by living more sustainably you can be a happier person living a more meaningful life awesome thank you so much Thank you so much, Samara, for your time and, you know, my presence to this podcast. I hope that it can contribute to something more meaningful to other people as well, to you. You've been my inspiration now, for sure. Uh, You made me doing things I thought I wouldn't do. uh, I really appreciate that. That means uh, thank you so much, Anita. You're also great. Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Namaste. Podcast, guys. Sorry if I have, like, you know, stuff that I that are maybe unclear. Just bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job. You did a great job. All right. Amazing. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Namaste. Stay.